just before we start this podcast, I want to acknowledge that the guest today and myself were discussing about trading Jeff Petrie to create space and that we didn't expect Jeff Petrie to be on the line, starting lineup for Montreal this fall. Of course, while we were talking about this, Montreal facilitated that trade with Detroit Red Wings in order for Jeff Petrie to go to Detroit. And we're getting draft picks and Gustav Lindstrom back to Montreal. Um, just so you're aware of this, and I haven't edited it out because I thought that this discussion was so interesting that I still kept it in. Thank you so much, and we'll get back to the usual intro of the Absent Minded podcast. You are listening to Absent Minded, brought to you by Habs Eyes on the Prize.com. Hello, and welcome to the top 25 under 25, the last one of that plateau that I've been talking about. It feels for a week, and it is a week because there are five players. I'm here today with Jerome Verhoebe of uh, hockeyprospect.com. Thank you so much for joining us, Jerome. How are you doing? Doing well, Patrick. How are you? I'm sorry. I'm going to, you know, destroy your name like five times. I'm just going to start from by apologizing directly. We're, we're doing fine here. It's uh, obviously almost mid through the list or a little bit higher. But as you've heard me saying just before we started recording this, five players, Sean Farrell, Jer- uh, Jordan Harris, Rafael Harvey Pinard, Adam Engstrom and Justin Barron within less than a point in the rankings are you surprised by a plateau like this between those five prospects? Uh, not really. Um, I think the Canes have like starting to have, you know, pretty good depth on their on their like their younger players. Um, I'm really intrigued by Adam Adam Engstrom. Uh, how is he going to be this year, and where would he be ranked next year? Will be the most intriguing part, but. Yeah, um, at this point, I think I would agree. Like those players are pretty, pretty similar in what they might accomplish at the NHL level. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I would agree to that that grouping seems seems uh, seems fair. Yeah, it's almost like they're all tied for eleven, and then we have sixteen behind them. Uh, but it's 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 a really interesting list. Justin Barron, obviously. Um, Playing in NHL this year, um, acquired from um, Colorado, um, but there were really two different versions of Justin Barron at NHL level. Um, he played with Mike Matheson. They got all the pluses. They were superb, and then he played with Joel Edmondson, and uh, they were okay. I'm not going to say they were bad, but they were okay statistically wise, and 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 again, looking at expected goals for and against. Uh, but what did you see in in your profession and with your knowledge of Justin Barron? Well, if you look at last year, um, I thought he really struggled in camp, um, and then you know he saw Arbor Jackai make the team. He saw Jordan Jordan Iris make the team. 
obviously Kaden Gooley making the team, even Kolesiewicz came in from, from Winnipeg making the team. So I think probably saw himself as, yeah, I'm, I'm making the team and all, all of a sudden there's like four new defensemen making the team before him. So I think this was a bit of a, a wake up, you know, wake up sign for him. Um, and then when he came back, uh, I think around, I remember when he got called up somewhere around late December, early January. Uh, the Canes played like their worst hockey of the year, I think around that stretch. Uh, and like he was put in the lineup because they, they didn't have anybody else. They had like injuries and, and uh, like I remember the first few games that he played, it was difficult. Um, but I feel like as this, he played more game, got more con, he got more confident. Um, things starting start to, you know, getting into places a bit more for him. Um, I think confidence is the huge, the huge uh, factor for him. I thought maybe in training camp the confidence was not was not there, and he's he's a type of player that he needs confidence to activate offensively um, in in a game. And I, I thought this was lacking in camp. Even when he went back to Laval in the American Hockey League, at the beginning, it was not there. And then it took a while. Um, but once he got it, like he played like, I believe he made the AHL All-Star game. Um, and then he, I think he got called up just before just before that. But if my memory is, is right. Um, but um yeah confidence is i think the 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 most important thing about him because we all know about he can skate he can really shoot the puck from the backhand he's got he's got i wouldn't say he's got like pp1 power play number one attributes but he has at least has power play number two attributes on a, on a good team i would say if you're a bad team you might be a pp1 but i'm always like talking about when a team is going to be a, a good team um, I think he's got enough to be a PP2 guy. Um, so, and then, you know, he played more as in the second half of the year. And uh, I think Mar Marty St. Louis does like a really good job with all of his young player. He does, doesn't sit them, doesn't sit them down when they make mistake. You know, I, I, as long as they work hard and they're, they're willing to um, listen to him. Uh, I think he's going to play them. And then you saw, like, in the second half, like, he was, like, I I, I don't want to say an important player on the team, but you saw, like, a, a very different Justin Byron that you saw maybe, like, in camp or even, like, in late December, early January. I, th I think you hit the nail on the head with, with the confidence issue and, and we, to, to go back from that. And you mentioned the confidence issue in, in your last sentence as well, being different from what he was in camp. But seeing all these young players sort of running past him on, on, on the home stretch in a way and 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 uh, obviously taking that into Laval but making the best opportunity in Laval and, and waiting for that chance and, and getting that chance and, and then as you say obviously uh, Martin San Louis giving the the young guys the opportunity to learn by their from their mistakes and and, and building from it. The question is, can he do that this year or this year probably? But next year, Montreal should really start to to get into that, you know, playoff push role, and and hopefully Justin Barron will be one of the guys. 
we we look what was it that made it work with with Matheson in particular in in for Justin Barron? Funny enough, they're kind of like similar player. They're both, you know, decent sized player, about six one, six two. Both can really skate. Both are, you know, puck mover or I would call call even them like puck transporter. They're mm-hmm. both are capable of rushing the puck, and I think Madison played like amazingly this 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 past season and was not really something I, I really predict. I always liked him, but I didn't think he had this type of hockey in him. Um even though he played on a you know a pretty bad team to be fair. Um so uh I think I think I just think their games really match match well together. Um and you know he's a good veteran. Also seems to be um Maybe not a vocal vocal leader, but someone who's really there. He's would, willing to help like the younger players. Um, so I think I think they they do they do match well together because they have like a similar style of game and they probably think the game in a similar way. It's interesting though because normally you have a puck transporter and and as you mentioned and and you have someone maybe cleaning up the pucks after a sweeper more or less. Whereas yeah. whereas those two working so well together is, is kind of interesting, especially since Joel Edmondson, who is more of that kind of sweeper guy, didn't work with Justin Barron. Um so so it's it's or, or they work but not as as strong. Yeah. Well one thing about Justin sometimes he can he can get a bit carried away in his own zone. And I think he needs someone with him who can um help him get out of of, of trouble. Joel Minston can't really do that. You know, if if just if Justin is in trouble and what is he gonna do? He's gonna pass the puck to his D partner. Well, you know, Joel Minston is not is not gonna is not Mr. First Pass. So if you get but if you play with Michael Madison, you're giving the puck, you know he's gonna do something good with it. Whether it's a good first pass or skate the puck away from trouble. Like I think that's why I think they, they do uh match well together. Um and also I remember Justin Barron playing uh at the War Junior with Caden Gooley. Um and he was he was back then he was you know, he played more of a stay at home type shutdown type of hockey, not really what he's known for. Um he's more known about his offense and his ability to skate with the puck, but at the World Junior, you know, he did a really sound job as a more as a defensive defenseman. Well, it's easier in a way as Canada brings a superb team to the World Juniors, and then you know, uh, you take the role and you get the gold medal. Uh, but uh, and and I don't get the coverage of Laval Rocket here as as, as you guys do in, in Quebec, but. Um, who did he play with in Laval? Because obviously it went very well for him in Laval as well. Oh, I I couldn't I couldn't really uh, tell you this. Not gonna not gonna lie to you, Patrick. Like I, it's not like <laughs> I watch a ton of Rocket games myself. I'm pretty busy with the uh, the NHL draft that I I cover. Uh, so I I couldn't really tell you we play with for the Rocket. 
yeah, well, we, we we shouldn't guess then either. So so we look fools. We just assume that we we both don't know. Uh, but um, going forward, what do you think he needs to work on, except for that bringing that confidence into this training camp that starts in about a month? Yeah, I think I think the major question with him, I, I've always been, um, you know, can he defend like at the NHL level, like? And I always thought of him as a guy that's probably going to be a third pairing defenseman. And there's always like a university never in scouting because you're going to look silly at some point. So there's always a chance he maybe he can grow his game to be a number of, like a second pairing defenseman, like maybe a number four D. Um, because he's got like the athletic abilities, he's got the skating. But my question is, always been can he defend at a high high level at the NHL level uh can he be that physical tough to play against defensemen that you know NHL team wants even more so come playoff time that's that's the type of defenseman they want he's, he's he has it sometime but it's it's not consistent you know and it was the same case in junior um like some games he might you're like okay he's got that physical edge and then for a few games he kind of disappear and doesn't he's not tenacious enough um so that's the two things i would like um i would keep an eye on is how he de- how he defends how he def- how also i would mention is decision making under pressure um with like a a strong forecheck on him sometimes he can struggle a bit with his puck management so that's an, another thing uh to keep to keep an eye on and uh i would like also to see a bit more physicality uh out of him you, you mentioned a little bit like defensive attributes that are not as strong we we have obviously a certain guy named lane hudson coming up same same mentions another one is logan mayo same mentions um Norlander is obviously in, in the AHL had the same problem and, and continues because otherwise he would probably be in the NHL. Um, is there room for so many players on defense having that maybe or, or lacking that defensive acumen in, in Montreal Canadiens? Probably not. Probably not. I think um, it might, you might not think it's the case but once you get into the like let's say a, I don't think Canes are a playoff team right now but at some point they will be um so those players you know come playoff time it might you know hurt them a bit more than let's say it does in September October November um but you know defense can be improved um it's not like well you're you're an average defender at 18 years old, well, who says you, you can't improve? You know, so like you mentioned Anson, he's still he's still only only 19 years old. Mm-hmm. So it's, players improve all the time. You always improve. Until pretty much they retire, they always yeah. improve. So um it's not like, well, you you're not good at defense at 18, you're never gonna be good at defense. It, it doesn't work like this. Um improvement happens every year. And sometimes players will not improve like it's, but 
it it, it will be a huge mistake to just say, well, this guy can't can't defend at 18. He's never going to be able to defend at the NHL level. It, it doesn't work like this. No, and especially with with Adam Nicholas and 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 uh, Martin Saint Louis at the helm right now, that seems to uh, really help these young players evolve in in different ways that maybe we hadn't really thought was possible as well. The God of Mischief is back and better than ever. Loki. 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 Wow. Great to see you again. Critics agree. Loki season two is marvelous. Great. And it's finally here. How much do you know? Let's assume I don't know much. A mind-bending adventure. Spectacularly cinematic. I've been waiting for a moment like this. It surpasses all expectations. A little over the top, don't you think? I thought it was spot on. Loki season two. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Looking at the situation, you we mentioned it already last year with with last year's um, development camp, and it looks kind of stacked on the defensive side, especially with this addition of of, of Jeff Petrie, uh, who most of us think will get traded before the start of the season anyway. But but let, right now it looks very stacked. And where do you see Justin Barron starting the season? Honestly, I, I'm I'm not sure because I look on the on the right side, like okay, is Kaden Gooley will be on the right side or left side? I'm I'm guessing he might start on the right side. I'm I'm not sure. Like you said, Jeff Petrie, I'm I'm guessing he will be traded. Uh and then David Savar is there. And then um you have Kovacevic, who I thought was he's the perfect number six defenseman on the team, in my opinion. Um so we're like I don't know where Justin Barron fits in, in that. Um, I'm. It, it's really. I think right now you might. You also have a white man, uh, mm-hmm. who probably is the best fit as a seventh defenseman on the team, um, or even the eighth to be in the stands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so because the young players need to play as well. Yeah, well, you don't you don't want a young player to be your seven or eight defenseman. Like, it's, they don't. You're not gonna get better uh, at if you if it's Justin. You know, he's not gonna get better eating hot dogs in the, the press box. You know, um, so those those young players need they need to play. So it's it's really tough to see where he fits. It, I think like they're gonna have to make a decision between him and Kovacevic. I'm I'm guessing for the third uh the the third right defenseman um but i don't know i i feel they there might be some you know player movement before uh before opening game because there's a lot of defensemen <laughs> indeed it is and and uh it's unfortunate in, in some ways it's unfortunate because there are so many young ones that you want to see develop into to what they can be and you want to see them develop with the montreal canadians and not with Tampa Bay or or or, yeah. or Colorado or, or 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 another team that will suddenly make them, you know, Norris Trophy winners or or, or something like that. Um, looking forward though, long term, uh, with the players as well coming through the system, um, w- will he be able to hold on to that third pairing role or or? Yeah, that's a. That's a that's a good question. 
because there's a lot of young defensemen coming up also that we're, we have not even mentioned, but, you know, Logan Mayu, where does he fit? Like in, I don't think he's, I don't think he's NHL already, but. Um, Give him a year or two. Yeah, exactly. Like in a year or two, like where does he fit? Um, like he's a pretty talented player. Um, as, as good of a skater as Justin, Justin is, and as, And he has more offensive upside than than Justin is, and he has more physicality. Uh, he's just huge question mark for you know defense is playing his own end. Um, so, but I, I think that's a player who needs a lot of playing time in the American Hockey League because he pretty much only played one year in junior. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, rep missing from him. So and in Justin case, like it's it's tough. Um, he's gonna have to. I think to keep that, let's say that third pairing role, I think he's gonna have to be, um, like I said, like a bit tougher to play against. Um, and he's gonna have to be like a very important player, let's say on the on the power play. Uh, if he he needs to he needs to uh, show show the team that he's useful and tough to replace. Um, so right now, if you look at the current team, there's not many guys that. You can say, yeah, that guy's an asset on the power play. You know, Madison is one. And after him, it's like, well, they didn't play Gouldy on the power play at all last year. Um, after that, like it's it's Byron. Um Shekai was was there for a bit. Yeah, yeah, could could be. Um, mm -hmm. but um, so yeah, he needs to like like I said, he needs to um be a very useful player for, for the team and not just being okay. Yeah, so. he needs to find his niche and yeah. and 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 exploit that in a way uh, to to make it happen. Um, we're here with uh, Jerome Berube and um, from HockeyProspect.com. Um, obviously, I have to ask you: we we Montreal is going to suck next year as well. Uh, maybe not suck, but we're gonna we're not going to be very good. Um, who which are the players we should uh, look for in the draft? Well, it's really early on, obviously, but you know the if we're if we think Montreal is going to be a, a bottom five team again this year, I think bottom ten maybe. Yeah, uh, maybe bottom ten. Um, I mean, just obviously Celebrini is a currently our number one ranked player, and then you have um, Cole Eisenman, Ivan Demidov, uh, Adam Yurichek, uh, Sam Dickinson. Artyom Levshinov, uh, Berkeley Catton. Those those are all guys that are, as of now, things will change, obviously. It does every year. Um, but those are it, the guys in, in their, pro, right now, project like top 10 in, in, the, in the draft. And and uh, where can we, what is your next article series or, or, or project going up into Hoggy Prospect? Well, right now we're releasing. Uh, I'm. I did like a six different episodes of a podcast for the uh, the Olinka Gretzky tournament. So we're releasing this uh, currently on the website every two days, I believe. So for the next two weeks, basically, uh, we're releasing this. So I I review each team and see what those players look like right now because I I do mention it will change. The draft is in 10 months. Uh, 
17, 17 years old hockey player. They, you might think they're not good at all in August. Come June, you might be their biggest fan. So um, things change pretty quickly. But I did like a review of uh, of uh, pretty much every team that that played the tournament uh, this this past uh, August. Yeah, but you know Sweden is always very good, uh, <laughs> or not. <laughs> um, going back to Justin Barron, um, who would you pair him with for the upcoming season? On that third third pairing. Hmm. Well, if you think Jordan Harris is the 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 third um the the third the left third pairing left defenseman, I think he could be um a really good option. Um. So I would I would think I think Jordan Harris might be, and he's smart too, and a bit like Madison, if. When Baron is a bit in trouble, he can get the puck to Jordan Harris, and Jordan Harris can skate the puck away from trouble or make like a good first pass. Just so this going back to Madison, it's a bit similar, not the same level of talent, but similar. Do you think they can learn from each other? Harris learning a little bit of the offensive game from Justin Baron, and Baron learning maybe play with a little bit more of the edge and smartness that that Harris has. Uh, yeah, maybe, but I think a lot of uh, the offense that um, Baron has is very, um, it's tough to teach. Like, um, if you look at the way he shoots the puck, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to teach, you know, the quick release that he has or, you know, ability to get pucks on that. It's a bit, it's, I feel like it's a bit, a bit tough to, to teach. Um, as far as like, I think I think Justin can learn from from Jordan mostly how he defends because Jordan is not a big guy. It's not like he's he's intense, but he's not like a physical guy, right? He has his limitation because of his size, but you know he doesn't lose a lot of battles. Um, so I think I think Justin can can learn a thing or two from from how Jordan defends and how he how he thinks the game defensively. Perfect. Thank you so much for joining us, Jerome. Um, final question. Um, these podcasts, are they in English or are they in French? Can I listen to them? Or <laughs> Yes. Everything is in English. So okay, we, we do everything in English at Arc Prospect. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, be sure to follow Jerome on, on, on Twitter and, and on his... Uh, um... On Hockey Prospect, so, so, so you get all the details and can say that we're wrong in our comments later on. Uh, super happy to have you on. I'm sure we'll get back to you throughout the season. Thank you so much for joining us, Joe. Thanks, Patrick.